Hey, hey, friends and fellow wisdom seekers, fellow truth seekers, anybody just checking in, realizing this upside down reality has a lot to dive into. Welcome to the Brave New World Order podcast, straight out the catacombs of podcasting. I am Brandon St. One. I hope that you are all doing well. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode as we dive into the Abramelin ritual, which is an actual occult ritual that is taken from the Book of Abramelin or the Book of the Sacred Magic of Abramelin the Mage, which was written over a hundred years ago by one S.L. McGregor Mathers. And the Book of Abramelin was taken from a 50 century French manuscript and he translated which became this book of Abramelin. So I'm gonna dive a little bit into what this ritual is about and some other people, famous occult practitioners that attempted the ritual or mentioned it in some writings of theirs. So we'll dive into that. But what the ritual is about is contacting your holy guardian angel. Sounds crazy, right? So we're going to dive into that. But the reason why I wanted to dive into this is because I was led down a rabbit hole into the Abramelin because I never heard of it before until I saw this movie a little while ago called A Dark Song. And the movie has this ritual involved in the plot. So I'll dive a little into that movie and we'll dive into the Abramelin and where it came from. We'll talk a little bit about its contents, but before we jump into the Abramelin and the movie A Dark Song, please, if you like the Brave New World Order podcast, take a second to hit subscribe, follow on whatever platform you listen to the podcast. Please share this with your friends, your family, anybody who you think might be interested in diving into this reality a little deeper than what's being told to us on the surface. Leave a review, please, if you like the podcast too. Anything to help crack that algorithm because that's the only way this is going to get done. I don't put any ads on here. I don't plan on putting any ads on here. I just want to talk into this microphone. I don't really go out and promote this on social media, so I really am counting on you to share this and like it and follow if you're enjoying it. And please leave a review. And also, if you're a listener on Spotify, I put a Q&A. There's a question there. You can answer it. I don't know. It's up to you. I'd love to hear from you. You can also email me, the Brave New World Order Podcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter. Really, I don't use it very much at all. I go on there. I scroll. I used to post when I had new episodes coming out, but I don't even really use it for that because I really don't care. But you can follow me on there at Brave NWO Podcast. You can DM me, whatever. That's all I really use it for. So yeah, like, share, subscribe, follow, leave a review. And if you really want to help out, there are a couple links in the show notes for you to help support the show. And I thank you all so much for doing so. And I also thank everybody just for being here 
joining me on my journey dissecting this reality. So enough out of me and my shameless self-promotion. Let's dive into the Book of Abramelin, or the Book of the Sacred Magic of Abramelin, the Mage, and the movie that led me down the rabbit hole, A Dark Song. Okay, first things first. The reason why I wanted to talk about this, like I mentioned, was I saw a movie called A Dark Song. And it was about, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but I'll just talk about the basics of it. So it was about a woman who was grieving from her child who was murdered, and kidnapped by an occult group of teenagers. It doesn't really get into that that much, that whole part of her life. It just mentions it like to build up the storyline that she's like really grieving. And her grief is pushing her to the extreme. So the extreme is seeking out an occultist to perform a ritual so that she can ask her holy guardian angel to allow her to speak to her dead son again. So the movie is a slow burn, but it's really good. It's not your typical Hollywood production. It's definitely not fucking around, I'm telling you that much. So that's the basic premise of the movie. And it gets into the preparation for the ritual. And then they go through it. And then it has a pretty wild ending. So I definitely recommend checking it out. So I saw this movie... And then I was really interested in what it was about, and I dove deep into the Abramelin so that I could talk about it with you. So this ritual gained popularity because of this book that I mentioned in the intro called The Book of Abramelin, or The Book of the Sacred Magic of Abramelin the Mage, that was written in the early 1900s by S.L. McGregor Mathers. And this guy, he is one of the pieces of shits affiliated with Aleister Crowley in the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. And a lot of what Crowley was into is taken from this book of Abramelin. And supposedly he tried to perform the ritual and didn't complete it, which is very dangerous. So Crowley's buddy Mathers translates this story from French manuscript and it tells the story of an Egyptian mage named Abramelin who taught a system of magic to Abraham of Worms, who was a German Jew presumed to have lived from 1362 to 1458. And the story tells about Abraham of Worms describing his journey from Germany to Egypt and reveals Abramelin's magical and Kabbalistic secrets to his son Lamech. And the text dates itself to around the year 1458. And you have to think about the time around that point in time in Worms, the Jewish people were being expelled from that area. So Abraham of Worms tells the story how he found Abramelin the mage living in the desert outside an Egyptian town, which borders the Nile. Abramelin's home sat atop a small hill surrounded by trees. He was an Egyptian mage and taught a powerful form of Kabbalistic magic to Abraham. He discussed nothing but the fear of God, leading a well-regulated life, and the evils of the acquisition of riches and goods. And then Abramelin made Abraham promise that he would give up his false dogmas and live in the way and law of the Lord. He then gave Abraham two manuscript books to copy for himself, asking for ten gold florins, which he took with the intention of distributing to 72 poor persons in Arakai. Upon his return 15 days later, after having disposed of the payment money, Abramelin extracted an oath from Abraham to serve and fear the Lord. 
and to live and die in his most holy law. After this, Abramelin gave Abraham the divine science and true magic that is contained within the two manuscripts, which he was to follow and give to only those whom he knew well. So pretty much inside these texts, like I said earlier, is a ritual and instructions on performing and preparing for this ritual so that you can meet and talk to your holy guardian angel. But it's not just that. You have to summon and bind 12 kings and dukes of hell and control them and remove their negative influence on your life. So this is some pretty fucked up shit that me personally, I don't really, I wouldn't fuck around with this stuff. I just think it's interesting. It's out there. I really don't recommend dabbling into any of this stuff. I think it's probably dangerous, but man, it's so damn interesting to me. So I want to talk about it. It's one thing to be interested in this stuff and to look into it and read about it because it's fascinating. But when you start seriously contemplating summoning 12 kings and dukes of hell, I think that's a line I don't want to cross or even step near. So that being said, before you can even try to summon these demons, you have to do a purification process that can last as long as 18 months. But when Mathers translated this from the French text, he slimmed it down to only six months, taking off a whole year of the process. And there's a lot to be said out there about Mathers' translation and that he cut a lot of corners and fit in different things that he wanted to be in there. Because Mathers, like everybody else that seemed to be around Crowley, was pretty shady. So there's some debate as to how long this purification part of the process actually has to be. But what the process entails is isolating oneself as far away from society as possible, away from all electricity and internet, TV, any type of outside influence. A lot of people try to move out to the woods, to a cabin to perform this. And that's what the woman and the occultist did in the movie A Dark Song. They rented a house and moved out there for a very long time. And before you even get to the point where you're going to move out of society, you have to be familiar with the Kabbalah and all types of occult ancient writings, as well as you have to know the book of Abramelin from front to back, from back to front. You have to know this stuff. You know it really, really well. This isn't something that you're just going to jump into one weekend or one year and just have some fun with it. This is something you have to be really knowledgeable about. There are rules to this, and you have to know them all. You can't cut corners. You have to pray a lot on the Sabbath day. Observe the Sabbath, which is on a Saturday, because this is Kabbalistic, so it's very Jewish. So there's lots of praying, lots of fasting, no eating of any kind of meat. You to purify your body to the utmost perfection. So once one purifies themselves, studies all the literature, knows all of it front to back, knows what they're doing, knows all the rules, their intention is set and they are pure with their thoughts and intentions, then you can begin the ritual. And once you begin this ritual, there is no stopping. You cannot stop the ritual. It's very important because once you summon these demons and try to bind them, they are going to want you to stop. That is their main goal. They will try to trick you. They will met, start messing with your head. They are tricksters. They will really try anything to get you to stop the ritual. Because once you bring them in and you, you summon them, then they have rain. They can do things that they weren't able to do before. And the whole point is to bind them once you have them summoned so that they can't like do things to you. And you can affect their influence on you. 
So if you stop in the middle of it, you just freed them without binding them and they have free reign to do whatever they want and fuck with you and make your life a living hell as opposed to following through with it. And then when you bind them, you can make them grant you powers and stuff and lead you to hidden treasures. You can cast love charms, the ability of magical flight, the secret of invisibility. And those are just a few examples of what can be granted to you if you complete the ritual. But please don't attempt or try to complete this ritual. I don't, I don't condone it. I mean, do whatever you want to do. Have fun in life, whatever path you go down, but just be careful. That being said, let's keep moving on with the Abramelin ritual. And I was talking about the importance of completing the ritual once it has begun. And I came across this story about Aleister Crowley who started the ritual but didn't finish it because he had to leave and go back home because there was a schism in the Golden Dawn. They were like arguing. They were going to break up. Everybody was upset. So he began the ritual in Scotland at this house in Loch Ness, which is interesting because supposedly some people blame him for the appearance of the Loch Ness monster. I've never actually heard that before until I started diving into the Abramelin. And I came across this story, like I said, that he got this house it was called the Bolskine House in Loch Ness. And he started the ritual and weird shit started happening. And there are some notes from his journal that he wrote, quote here, One day I came back from shooting rabbits on the hill and found a Catholic priest in my study. He had come to tell me that my lodge keeper, a total abstainer for 20 years, had been raving drunk for three days and had tried to kill his wife and children. And he even tells of a local man he had hired for general labor going mad and attempting to kill him, and a local butcher accidentally cutting off his own hand while reading one of Crowley's notes. And the locals, after he left the Bolskin, or Bolskine, I don't know how to pronounce it, but shortly after he left, the locals started complaining about black clouds that were lingering over the house. And while he was back home, he heard about these clouds over the Bolskin house, and he wrote in his diary, acknowledging the weird happenings, he says, quote, Besides these comparatively explicable effects on human minds, there were numberless physical phenomena for which it is hard to account. While I was preparing the talismans, squares of vellum inscribed in Indian ink, a task which I undertook in the sunniest room in the house, I had to use artificial light even on the brightest days. It was a darkness which might almost be felt. The lodge and terrace, moreover, soon became peopled with shadowy shapes, sufficiently substantial, as a rule, to be almost opaque. I say shapes, and yet the truth is that they were no shapes, properly speaking. The phenomenon is hard to describe. It was as if the faculty of vision suffered some interference, as if the objects of vision were not properly objects at all. It was as if they belonged to an order of matter which affected the sight without informing it. So there's some evidence of some weird happenings at the Bolskin house in Crowley's writings. And after he left, it changed ownership many times with the various owners reporting all types of terrible stuff happening. Weird instances of bad luck. One famous owner of it was a British actor named George Sanders. He tried to start a pig farm on the property and failed miserably with all the animals ended up dying. And there are reports from Anna McLaren, who was the housekeeper at the Bolskin property. And she talks about a retired army major who ended up suiciding himself in Crowley's old room. 
and she describes the story of discovering his body from a dog bringing her a bone, which ended up being a part of his skull. And when she went searching for the army major, he was uh, dead and he blew his brains out. So there are some interesting events that occurred at the Bullskin property after Alistair Crowley attempted, but did not finish the Abramelin ritual. And that that energy has been lingering on there ever since and quite possibly led to the manifestation of the Loch Ness Monster. Pretty wild shit. A whole podcast could probably be done just on the property itself. Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin, famous guitar player who has been known to be into the occult, probably sold his soul to the devil to get the success that he has. He bought that property at some point. I don't think he owns it anymore. I think a foundation of some kind of trust owns it now. But it has a lot of shit going on in it. I definitely recommend going down that rabbit hole for yourselves too. So it's all very interesting stuff. And definitely if you are going to, which I don't recommend, attempt something crazy like the Abramelin ritual, definitely follow the rules. Know what you're doing. Don't start it and then stop it and leave a portal to dark entities or the possibility of such things. Just be careful out there, everybody. Let's move on to more of the contents of the Abramelin. The practical magic that is listed in the Abramelin has to do with magic squares. And if you don't know what magic squares are, there is a famous one that the movie Tenet, you know, sounds surprising, is ba pretty much based off of the word Tenet. T-E-N-E-T -E -E is from a famous Sator square. It's called S-A-T-O-R. And it's a little square that was found in Pompeii after they discovered it, rediscovered it. And it has the word Sator, S-A-T-O-R, Arepo, A-R-E-P-O, Tenet, T-E-N-E-T, Opera, O-P-E-R-A, and Rotas, R-O-T-A-S, all in this square engraved into like some kind of concrete or granite or something but the interesting thing about it is is that no matter which way you read these words they all up down side to side they all make the words once again so you got Seder going one way Seder going down a repo going down a repo going across and the whole square just makes up the words no matter what no matter which way you read them that's the best way i guess without having a visual explanation here on this audio podcast to describe what a magic square is, definitely look up the Seder square. So inside the Abramelin, there is a bunch of these magic squares that can be used during the ritual to obtain certain results, depending on which words you put into the magic squares. And they're all laid out in the Abramelin. And there are also tools and anointing oil in the Abramelin that you need to use in these rituals. And the anointing oil supposedly comes from the same oil that was used in Exodus 30 in the Bible, in the Old Testament. It's supposed to be the same recipe of cassia, calamus, which is sweet cane, cinnamon, myrrh, and olive oil. And they refer to this as Abramelin oil. And there are other tools like holy lamps and wands made of an almond branch and a recipe for incense known as Abramelin incense, which was also taken from the Exodus 30. And there are various robes, a square or seven-sided plate of silver or beeswax. So as you can see, the Abramelin ritual isn't just something you can just perform willy-nilly one night that you decide to do it. You have to have a bunch of materials. You have to do a bunch of research. You have to know 
the ritual and everything and the rules. You have to know that 100%. You have to gather all these materials and oils, make them yourself probably, all while secluding yourself from society and your loved ones and your friends to start a purification process. No drugs, no sex, no alcohol, lots of fasting, no eating of any meat, lots of prayer all day, every day. Observe the Sabbath day, which is Saturday because it's from the Kabbalah. All this is based off of Kabbalistic practices and mysticism. And you have to do all of this for like 18 months. According to Crowley and Mathers, they cut corners because like I said, with all these Golden Dawn people and anybody associated with it, they're all fucking shady. And they tried to cut corners and bend everything to fit their own narratives and the way they wanted to do things. So if you're going to look into this stuff, definitely check out the Mathers translation, but try to find all the translations that you can, because there are supposedly some better ones out there for people to really get the information that hasn't been twisted by the Golden Dawn. There really is a lot of different stuff out there. If you start diving down the rabbit hole into the Abramelin, there's a lot of people that claim to have completed it or started the ritual. There's some books out there about it and some YouTube channels, but I went looking because I like to go on Reddit just to see like regular Joe Schmoes who post things. So I went looking to see if there was anybody on Reddit who completed the Abramelin and posted anything about it. And I found a few little posts that I'm going to just check into just so you can see what these people said. I thought it was kind of interesting. So this person here posted on Reddit like five years ago. I'm not even going to put the name because it doesn't even matter. They put in a word, yes, I completed the ritual in the late 80s. There was no 12 months of fasting, purification, prayer, etc. And the whole experience began and ended in 30 minutes or so. He says, I read the groundwork text thoroughly in the run up to having a go. I received the name of my holy guardian angel, which for obvious reasons I won't reveal. The entity appeared in human form wearing a drover's coat and wide-brimmed hat. The face was pure white light when it lifted its countenance to me, which was painful. It told me it had always been with me, closer than the clothes on my skin, and would be there before birth and after death. What does one do with this knowledge? I merely gave up any form of ritual magic and led a normal, quiet, small life, although I occasionally used tarot sporadically for a few years after this experience. Clearly, I made some investigations after the visitation to make sure I hadn't been fed a line of BS, which all checked out. For those interested in the geometric number of the entity was 233, and one corresponding pseudonym is Logion, the word in the prophet. There was no summoning or binding further entities, no powers of flight or translocation, just a feeling of inner contentment that we are all both the most important thing in the entire universe and also utterly insignificant at the same time, a sort of magical quantum superposition. So that's one Reddit user's experience with the Abramelin. I take it with a grain of salt because of the fact that he says it all began and ended in 30 minutes and everything about the Abramelin talks about how crucial it is, the preparation before even starting it. So this guy just happened to just do it in 30 minutes, the preparation, the whole ritual, talk to his holy guardian angel, and everything was all good after that. So I find that hard to believe, but I just wanted to mention that person said they completed it. There's another person who said they completed it too. This is five years ago on Reddit. They put, I completed 
Abramelin a year or so ago. Those who attempt to deceive you by saying it can be done in 30 minutes, that's a lie. The very intention of summon demons is to break the circle and finish the ceremony prematurely. Before you even start the ritual, you must master Ars Gosha and Kabbalah, and you must be a very skillful mathematician to understand it. French and German versions differ in many crucial points, so I recommend you study both of them. I was struggling with my alcohol addiction, so I was able to seclude from society for a year. Do not rely on internet sources. Instead, try to buy the original books and completely avoid Aleister Crowley's books, for they are populistic in nature and completely wrong in interpretation. To make it understandable to vast majority, Kabbalah and magic of squares is like modern Sudoku. For every entity summoned, the appropriate square must have an equal sum of numbers in every direction, which is then pointed by sword or so by the magician. The very essence of this ritual is fasting, praying, and meditation. The state of mind and soul after this is crucial for the ritual to work. So that was just a couple different people who completed the ritual or attempted the ritual. And they have kind of conflicting ideas on how it actually works and begins and how long the purification process actually takes. So I thought those posts were pretty interesting just as an example of what seems to be just regular people dabbling in the Abramelin. And there is also a ton of literature out there. I, this is all new to me as well. I came across the movie A Dark Song and it really interested me, the topic and the Abramelin ritual that the movie is based on really took me down a rabbit hole, but I have so much more to dive in to and learn about this ritual. There is a book by a man named William Bloom called Sacred Magician that is all about his experience doing the Abramelin ritual, and I definitely want to check that out. There's a man named Ramsey Dukes who has the Abramelin Diaries that has his experience with this as well. And then there is a book by a woman named Dion Fortune, and it's called Psychic Defense. And it's all about psychic attacks and protecting yourself from that. But she mentions the Abramelin in it, and she tells, she actually takes from an older book, an older description of the Abramelin from like the 1920s. And it's somebody's account of performing the ritual. So these are just a few more things to dive into. Some more literature on the Abramelin for you all. If you want to go down that rabbit hole with me, I'm going to be looking for these books as well, looking for more information on this. I find it so very fascinating. And of course, the Golden Dawn, Alistair Crowley attached to it makes it all more fascinating. And the fact that Crowley attempted the ritual near Loch Ness, Lake Loch Ness in Scotland, which is famous for the Loch Ness monster, but that monster didn't turn up till after the ritual was performed. That's what some say. I'm going to dive more into that as well. But I find that interesting. Imagine he tried this ritual and he just abandoned it in the middle, but he opened up like some kind of portal, some kind of dark energy in the property or at the property and created some kind of entity that crossed through. Who knows? It's very fascinating, very interesting. So I want to thank you all so very much for joining me on this journey. This stuff is very interesting to me. I am no expert, but when I come across something that I find to be extremely interesting, I want to share it with people and I want to share it with you, my lovely listeners and followers of the Brave New World Order podcast. Thank you again 
for coming along with me on this journey into the Abramelin, the sacred magic of Abramelin the mage. So I found it very interesting. I hope you did too. If you did, please leave a review on whatever platform you listen to this podcast and share this with your friends, family, and random people everywhere you go. Also, if you're listening on Spotify, there is a question there. If you want to answer it, you can help out the Brave New World Order podcast crack into that algorithm. Also, take a second to subscribe, like, follow, all that good stuff. And if you really want to help out the Brave New World Order podcast, there are a couple links in the show notes for you. You can click those and you can help out. Any little bit helps. I thank you all from the bottom of my heart coming along with me dissecting this reality. I really appreciate each and every single one of you. I will be back diving deep into more esoteric and out there, outside of the box ideas. Please reach out if you want to say what's up. The Brave New World Order podcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at Brave NWO Podcast. I love hearing from you. So reach out. Let's connect. I will see you very soon. In the meantime, stay positive. Question everything. Think for yourself. Much love. Peace out, everyone.